Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nazir Daf Nun Hey. We are holding on the very top of Daf Nun Hey Amal Aleph. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Ili Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha La Shalom, Nisham Shavan Aliyah. We thank Dr. Landerer for continuing to sponsor the Daf each and every day. So what we're going to talk about today is a conversation that we started yesterday. We're going to have this machlokas, a machlokas tanoim, if a person enters Eretz Ha'amim B'Shidu Tevo Migdal. How did we get into such a discussion about a person entering Eretz Ha'amim B'Shidu Tevo Migdal? Because we had a Mishnah in yesterday's daf that described the various types of Tumas Meis that a Nazir is not Megaleachan. And one of such, uh, one of the examples of such a Tumas Meis that a Nazir is not Megaleachan is Tumas Eretz Ha'amim. So the Gemara raised the question, well, what is the nature of Tumas Eretz Ha'amim? Is it Mishum Gusha or Mishum Avira? Is it that they were actually Choshesh, that you might become Tame to a Meis if you go into Eretz Ha'amim because of the Meisei Mabul or whatever else, that there are Meisim all over the place and you're not going to uh, be able to avoid it? Or is it Stam? They made a Takana that they don't want people leaving Eretz Ha'amim. So he said that whenever you go into Eretz Ha'amim, you're going to become Tameh. So that was the Shaila. So the Gemara is going to suggest that a Machlokas Tanoim, about whether you're allowed to go into Eretz Ha'amim, Beshid Tevo Migdal, in some sort of box that would protect you from any Tumah underneath you, may relate to that issue or three other possible issues. Meaning, we have a machlokas tanayim, whether you're allowed to go, whether you're tameh or tahar, when you enter our tamim and shid the table of migdal, and we're going to have four total explanations of what is behind that machlokas tanayim. And then on the uh, the bottom of Amid Aleph, the Gemara is going to talk about or start the conversation about how tsaraas affects nazirus and how it, it affects nazirus differently if it's a nazirus of uh, nazirus muatas, the nazirus of shloshim yom, versus a nazirus maruba. Nazirus that's for a longer period of time. And we're going to discuss, does that mean that it affects it differently, a 30-day Nazirus versus uh, anything longer than a 30-day Nazirus? Or maybe the, the critical factor is how many days you have remaining to your Nazirus when you become a mitzora, So we're going to talk about how tzara'as affects the nazirus. We're not going to get through that conversation today because that goes well into tomorrow's daf as well, but at least we'll start that conversation today. So let's begin on the very top of daf nun hey omer aleph. And the Gemara says that this whole discussion, whether uh, you can, uh, whether, whether Eretz Ha'amim is Mishum Gusha or Mishum Avira, whether the Tumah of Eretz Ha'amim is, uh, is on account of a concern of actual Tumas Meis, or only uh, Takana, that they didn't want us going, uh, leaving Eretz Yisrael to go into Eretz Amim, maybe that's really a Machlokas Tanayim in the following Brisa. Because the Brisa says, HaNichmas Eretz Amim, Bishida, Teva, Umigdal, a person goes into Eretz Amim in some sort of very large box. How large of a box does it have to be? It needs to be at least uh, a box that could hold 40 sa'a, because a kli eights that's, uh, that's uh, called 40 sa'a is what we call a kli eights ha'asu nachas meaning it's the kind of kli that if it were filled, it could not be moved. It would be an immovable kli. And a kli eights ha'asu nachas that if it were filled, it's in a metaltel, is not mekabal And only once something can be uh, determined to not be mekabal itself, only then is it eligible to be chotzeit bifnei So if you're going to bring this box and put it over, hover it over the ground where a kever is, if it itself is mekabal then it doesn't stop the tumma from uh, from continuing into whatever's inside the box. So a person could, could go in a box, but if the box 
box itself is Mekabotuma, the person is going to become Tameh also. But if the box itself is not Mekabotuma, it protects the person inside of it from being Mekabotuma. So uh, a, a wooden box, that's, it's definitely got to be a wooden box that's, uh, that can hold 40 sa'a or more, is a Kli'eta Asu Lenachas. It is therefore not Mekabotuma itself because it doesn't have a din of a Kli unless it's Metaltel Malei Verekam, unless it could be moved both full and empty, and a Kli that's 40 sa'a cannot be moved when it's full, and therefore it's going to be able to be chotzeit bifnei So what if a person goes in such a box that's chotzeit bifnei into Eretz Ha'amim? So Rebbe Metameh, Rebbe Yosem, Rebbe Demetaher, Machlokas Tanoim. Rebbe says that the guy is still going to be Tameh, Mishom Eretz Ha'amim, and Rebbe Yosem, Rebbe says it's going to be Tahar. So what's behind that Machlokas? What's the, the basis for each Shita? So four possibilities. Possibility number one, my love, Rebbe Savar, Mishom Avira, Rebbe Yosem, Rebbe Savar, Mishom Gusha. The simplest explanation seems to be what the nature of Tumas Eretz Ha'amim is. That Rebbe holds that it's Mishum Avira, that the entire airspace of Eretz Ha'amim is Tameh, and therefore going in the Shid Tevo Migdal, yeah, it's Chotzeit between you and the Karka, but that doesn't help. You're still Tameh because you're still in the airspace of Eretz Ha'amim. And Rabbi Yosef Yudah holds that the reason the Chabur goes on Eretz Ha'amim is Mishum Gusha, is that the dirt of Eretz Ha'amim has a status of Tumas Mace, and therefore if you're Mahil, on that dirt, you become Tameh. Also, if you're in the Shita Tevil Migdal, you're not going to be Mahil on that dirt, and therefore, you will not become Tameh. So says the Gemara, nah, maybe that's not the Machlokas. Maybe what's really behind the Machlokas is something else. A second possibility, we're going to read the whole rest of the Sugya the way that the second Deya in Tosvos reads the rest of the, uh, of the Sugya. Tosvos, Zibra Maskova, Tanya, has two Deyas in how to read the Sugya, so we're going to read the, like the, uh, the second Deya. So says says the Gemara, Lo, Dekulei Alma, maybe both Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Rebbe Yudah hold that the reason they were Gozer and Tumas Eretz Ha'amim is Mishum Gusha. It's that the ground has the status of Tumas Meis and therefore you're not allowed to hover above the ground. But Marsavar Oel Zaruk Shmei Ohel, Rabbi Yosef Rebbe Yudah who says that your Tahar if you go inside of a box will say that an Oel Zaruk, a moving Ohel still has the ability to serve as an Ohel and therefore it's able to be chotzit b'fnei even though it's moving, so you're moving through the airspace in the sheet of Tevo Migdal, but it still stops the Tumah from entering into the box that you're in because the Oel Zara counts as an Oel, so it's, uh, it, it, it's an Oel over the ground that prevents the Tumah from going above it. Umar and Rabbi, who's mitame, holds that an Oel Zaruk, that a moving Oel, is not going to be considered an Oel. In the Sefer Pesach Oel, uh, according to the Masift over here, he, he raises the following question. He says, according to this understanding of the Machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, that the whole Machlokas is about Oel Zaruk Shmei Oel or Lav Shmei Oel, why does the Bryce have to bring the Machlokas about going in a box in Eretz Ha'amim? If it was really just about Oel Zaruk, Eretz Ha'amim is a Tumat Rabbana. Just say, you go to a cemetery in Shidatevo Migdal. Right? Why not talk about such a case where you go into a cemetery in the Shita Tevo Migdal? If you hold Oel Zaruk, Shmei Oel, so then you're not Tomei. If you hold Oel Zaruk, Lav Shmei Oel, then 
you are tummy. So it's difficult to understand why that would be the case. And, and he says, and, and, and don't tell me that the Brisa wants to be Mechadish, that even by Tumah Midrabanan, that Rebbe will still be Metame in Elul Zaruk. That, that Rebbe is so Machmir that not only does he hold Elul Zaruk doesn't work for Tumah he also holds it doesn't work for Tumah Midrabanan. Because that wouldn't be the style of the Brisa. If the Brisa wanted to come up with a case where it wants to highlight the Chiddush of one of the Shitos, the Shita to highlight the Chiddush of is the, the one that's Metaher. Because we have a Klal in Alacha, Koach Te'etera, Adif, that whenever we can, uh, we can, we can uh, express a Machlokas in one way or the other, we always try to express the Machlokas in the case that most highlights the more Mekil opinion. Because it's always a greater Chiddush to be Mekil than it is to be Machmir. So it doesn't make sense to Dafka talk about a case of a Tumah Midrabanan so that we can highlight just how Machmir Rebbe is when he says, Oh, Zarek Lav Shmei Oel. So in the Sefer Pesach Oel, he suggests that the Indian of Koch Te'atera Adif is that there's always a greater Chiddush in being Matir than in, uh, than in Asring. Why is it always a greater Chiddush in being Matir than in Asring something? Because uh, generally speaking, whenever you're Masupak about something, you would always trend L'Chumra anyway. Meaning, uh, whenever you have a Din Daraisa, we would always say Savak Daraisa L'Chumra. So since we would always naturally assume if I, if I didn't know the halacha, I would always assume l'chumra. So for someone to say that I'm going to be mekil, that's a koach. That's koach that deradif, that he's willing to go against. I Meaning he's saying, I have confidence that this isn't even a suffix. But when uh, you're dealing with something that's only mitrabanan, something that's only nisid rabbanon, maybe we don't say koach te'atera adif. Because if you were mesubak about it in rabbanon, you would go l'kula anyhow. So then it's not a greater chiddush to be mekel, it's a greater chiddush to be machmir. So we wouldn't apply koach te'atera adif over here. And maybe that's why we can express the, uh, the halacha, express this machlokas rather, in the context of a tum midrabbanon to highlight the shita of the more machmir opinion. Because once it's dealing with the din midrabbanon, then it's koach isura is uh, is Adif that uh, because we're dealing with Dindrabanan. So that's the uh, the suggestion that uh, that he has. Now this idea of Oel Zaruk uh, comes up in a number of different uh, contexts, but most notably on an airplane, right? An airplane is the uh, or, or a bus even uh, is a good example of an Oel Zaruk. So in the Chuvas Eretz Tzvi, Ravaritzi Frumer, who was Rosh Hashiva of Chachmei Lublin, he was Rosh Hashiva after Meir Shapiro died at a uh, at a young age. So uh, Meir Shapiro spent all of his life spent so much time building the yeshiva and then uh, he died shortly thereafter and uh, Ravari Tzvi Firmer was chosen to be the Rosh Yeshiva after him, was actually the Rosh Yeshiva for longer than Rameir Shapiro was. Rameir Shapiro, of course, was the one who started the idea of, or popularized the idea of Daf Yomi. Ravari Tzvi Firmer was the one that popularized the idea of Mishnah Yomi. So uh, he felt that uh, Daf Yomi was insufficient because there are so many Nesechtas uh, that aren't covered in the Daf that don't have, uh, don't have Talmud Babli on it. So he instituted Mishnah Yomi as well. But anyway, he discusses Kohanim that travel on airplanes uh, uh, which is he describes as eights mitsupa bebarzan that uh, that the plane is made out of wood that has a metal uh, you know uh, uh, lining uh, over the wood uh, maybe maybe the Wright brothers flew such a plane I don't think I don't I, I don't know I don't build planes but I don't think maybe someone out there builds planes will contact me I don't think that if they use eights anymore. As the uh, as the material, and it says it makes a big difference because if it's entirely made out of metal, so the metal is makabel tumah. It's not going to be chotzitz b'fnei even if it's stationary. Forget about all zaruk. Even if it's in place, it wouldn't be chotzitz b'fnei It wouldn't 
would serve as a proper oil for Tumah. So there is a Chiddush that they suggest that the metal that the plane is made out of, Ramesha writes in the Tshuva, the plane based on the Rashi, that the, plane, the metal that the plane is made out of is not one of the Chamisha Minimatkos that's listed in the Torah. The Torah has five types of metal, and aluminum is some sort of composite metal that's not really any of the Chamisha Minimatkos. So maybe it doesn't have a din of a Klimatechas, and maybe a Taka could be an, a, a, a Chotich Pifnei Tumah. Maybe it's not actually Mechabal Tumah. So that's a discussion in the Postcom, whether that's true or not, that, uh, that only the Chamisha Minimatkos are Chotich uh, Pifnei Tumah. Or various Yifrumer discusses, can we be Matir traveling on an airplane when you're not sure that it, uh, if, if it is or isn't flying Flying over cemeteries, so maybe you have to be choshesh as flying over kvarim. Ah, you're going to tell me most places don't have tumah, and therefore you can uh, assume follow the rove and assume that it's not flying over any pesach kvaros. He says, yeah, but every kever is kavua bimakomo, and the rule by uh, by by uh, dinim by all halacha is kol kavua kemechzal mechzadami that we ignore statistics uh, and the reality, and you know when when it comes to that which is kavua, we view any suffix that relates to something that's kavua b'mukamo as a 50-50 suffix. So maybe we should aser, because uh, it's a suffix shakul, and suffix uh, da So he discusses it at uh, length, and he has a whole tshuva, and he writes at the end, He says, I'm willing to be making for going to fly in an airplane. I guess everyone's shasach is a little bit uh, different, but, uh, but he says, uh, you know, like, how do you not go away from winter vacation, right? So, Shasar Gadol, I'm willing to be Mekil. If another Rav Gadol Muvhak is going to be uh, is going to sign on to my uh, to my tshuva, and the tshuva's Betzal Chacham or Betzal Stern uh, says that it's mutter, ah, you might go over a kever. He says, well, the preacher writes that Kol Kavuach Mechzal Mechza. There's a preacher in Orachayim in some Reish Ches Tzadi that says that the whole din of Kol Kavuach Mechzal Mechza is only when you find the item not in its makom kavua, meaning when you when you've removed the item from the makom kavua, meaning you went into a uh, store and you bought basar and now you don't remember. Wait, did I go into the kosher store or did I go into the nine trefas store? I don't remember which, uh, which store I went into. We, you found it in its makam kavua, so it has the status of kavua, but it's now no longer in its makam kavua. That's when we say kol kavua kamechsal mechsadami. But if it still remains in its makam kavua, that like, like mesim typically remain in place, so then it's going to, uh, th- then it's, you, you're able to follow the rove. And therefore, we could say that you could follow the rove and you could be, uh, you could be Mekel. Um, however, uh, in the Chuvas Chalkas Yaakov, he discusses this, and he's Matir Alidei Adchak, because Savik Tumber Shosrabim and other Sveikos, and uh, particularly if it's made out of eights, that it's Noel Zaruk and Schotzitz Bifnei Atuma. But he says that that's all if it's a suffix. But if you know that there's a cemetery right near the airport where there is no suffix and it goes over the kvaros, then pasul that it's going to be aser. And that's uh, the Chazanish uh, writes uh, explicitly that Aviron Yeshbo Mishum Ovel Zaruk Lav Shmei Ovel Vizimnin De Mekabel Tuma Ukmoshes Tapakin LeElva Kolshkein Imukula Matachas. And he says certainly if it's entirely made out of metal, Vaasul LeKoyin LeSalabo B'Shasha Overal Beis Kvaros. And therefore a coin is not allowed to go on a plane when it goes over a basic forest. So this is a machlok that's still live to, to this day. I mean, uh, the minute all of them is to be mekil, but it's a, it's a live machlok to, to this day. There are people, uh, not so many, but there are uh, 
some people uh, who have uh, you know a lot of chumras in their lives that, uh, that 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 put themselves inside of a bag that some that prevents the tumma you know when they at least upon takeoff and landing when they're likely to go near a uh, a base akvaros. So uh, but the, the general minigus we make when Shachter wrote that piece we've referred to a few times in Be'ikvayat Zon where he explains that the Yisra of Tumas Meis is really a scarvus Lameis it's not an Yisra of Tumas Meis so even technically if, there, if there's Tuma it doesn't necessarily mean that Kohen is violating an Yisra because there's no scarvus Lameis when you're in an airplane thousands of feet above where the, uh, the cemetery is so he said when he told us when he wrote that Shuvah that uh, someone reached out to him and was very angry at him. He said, now because of you, Kohanim are going to fly in airplanes. He said, I think Kohanim are flying in airplanes anyway. I think whether it's, uh, they, they, they were probably relying on Ramesha. I happen to not like Ramesha's explanation, so I gave a different explanation. But uh, he said, I don't think that I'm responsible for uh, Kohanim flying on airplanes in the, in the first place. But, uh, but that's, that's the, uh, the dis- part of the discussion, at least, about uh, Oval Zaruk and the Kohanim flying on, uh, on airplanes and whether it, it affects the people inside the airplane. So now the Gemara understands this is not about, uh, it's a different story when there's a mace on the plane. When there's a mace on the plane, it's hard to call it an Oel Zara because the mace is traveling with you, right? Meaning, so it's not like the, the Tumas Kavua and there's uh, traveling above it. Um, so it's a different uh, different story. So now the Gemara understands that according to Rehoshua Rebbe there's a chilik between an Oel that's metatl ba'avir and uh, an Oel that's, that's meaning like a flying carpet or something or like an airplane that's not actually resting on something versus an ohel that's sitting on a behema or on a person that uh, that's 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 grounded meaning so you have a behema that has its feet on the ground and it's holding a box or a person that has its feet on the ground and it's holding a box so the gemara brings a raya to that idea that there is such a chilik the uh, the the mishnah masech salos tells us that a talus hamenaf nefes peruach is not chotzis bifnei because it's not all zaruk that uh, that if you have a flying carpet that it's not chotzis because uh, it's an oil zaruk. So you have to be mechalik. Tosos points out that uh, that what, what about the, we just spoke about these cases of the boxes that uh, you go in and somehow that's chutzis b'fnei He says, yeah, because that's being carried by someone who's on the ground, a behema, a person, someone who's grounded. But a talus hamenaf nefes is not grounded at all. It's just floating in the air. The, uh, the, 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 the basis of the chilik is that the talus, since it's not able to stand on its own at all, it's just tali ba'avir and the ruach, just the wind is what keeps it going, has a din of an ol zaruk for sure. But a box that's on top of a person, on top of a behema, that on its own would be able to stand in place. It's just that each moment there's uh, the hischadchus of the desire of the person who's holding it to move, and therefore it keeps moving because of that desire of that person. Maybe that's not really an Oel Zaruk, and that's Chotzitz B'fnei meaning the whole Machlokus by Oel Zaruk is only in that second type of Oel Zaruk, where it's somewhat grounded. But if you have something that's not grounded at all, that's Talos HaMenaf Nefes, then it's not going to be, uh, then it's for sure not going to be a valid Oel. Vatanya, and we have a Tosefta that says just like this, that Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah Omer, Teva Shimalea Kalim, if you have a large box, meaning 40 sa'a, uh, of a wooden box that can carry, that can hold 40 sa'a or more, that's full of Kalim, Uzraka Al Mace, and a person throws it over a mace in a way that it's Ma'ahil over the mace, there's a question whether we should be going to the next word, 
ohel Tameya. Then uh, it's going to be Tameya. Since the Teva is uh, Mitaltelas, it's an Olel Zarek and Sanchotz is Bifnatoma. But Vimhaisu Menachas, if that box were resting on a person or on a Behema, and the person or the Behema walked with it over a mace, then Tahora. So the very same box, but if it were just thrown in the air, so it's like the Talas Amenachnath, it's like the flying carpet, then it has nothing grounding it, then it's, uh, whatever's inside of it is going to be Tameh. But if a person or an animal, is walking it through, then it's going to be uh, then it's going to be tar. Now the girsa of Ohel, or not to be garish, but Tulsus writes we should take out the word ba'ohel because uh, someone who throws kalim, who throws kalim over a mace, they're tummy because they're mahil on the mace, even if it's not an ohel a mace. So it's not bi'ohel, it's the being mahil over a mace. Meaning there are three types of ohel. There's uh, going one who hovers over a dead body, one who has a dead body hovering over him, which is a harder trick to pull off, and uh, then there's a type of Oel called Oel Amshatha, where you walk into the room and there's a mace in the room and the mace's tumma fills the entire room. You're not over him nor is he over you, but you're in the same uh, the same room. So uh, so so that's what uh, uh, the, the term Be'ol makes it sound like the third type of Oel, where you're mamish in the same room. But that's not what's going on over here. We're saying that you're Zorek the, the, the kalim over the mace. So that's why Tosa says it uh, doesn't make sense to be goris that, uh, that word be'ohel. That's what the Roshash points out as the explanation as to why it doesn't make sense. Now in the Sidre Taros, he's miyashiv the girsa based on the Chiddush of the Mishnah Lamelech and Nilchus Tumas Mace. Mishnah Lamelech writes that the din of all Zaruk uh, not helping to be chotzitz b'fnei is only when you're my hill on the mace itself. But if you enter into an Oala mace where you're not my hill over the mace, it's a Xeris HaKosov that you become Tameh, but that would, in such a case, an Oel Zoruk works to be Chotzeitz Bifnei Atuma. And that's why the Bryce says Be'ohel, to let us know that even though you threw the box in an Oel Ames, the Kalim inside of it do not become Tameh unless you throw them Me'al Gabe Hames Mamish. That, uh, that if you throw them over the mace, they become Tameh, but an Oel Zaruk that's in the room, uh, the same room as a mace, is not going to become Tameh. Chazanish has a girsa so Oh Ohel, not Be'ohel, but O Be'ohel, meaning that the Bryce is talking about two different cases. One is that you throw the box over the mace, and the second is you throw the box inside of an Ola mace and not over the mace. So, and this is according to the Chazanish, Oel Zaruk does not work to be even if it's just in the same room as the mace. Um, so not like that uh, Yesod of the Mishnah Lamelech. So we have uh, two deals as to whether Oel Zaruk works when it's in the same room as the mace, but it's not being ma'ahil over the mace. Right? You have different dinims sometimes when it comes to uh, the, the, that type of tumah of being in the same Oel as versus hovering, uh, hovering over. Right? There's some achron that suggests that the idea that Mesei Akum are not Matame Ba'ohel only means in the same room as. But if you hover over, directly over, the Mesei Akum, maybe then they are Matame Ba'ohel. There might be differences, nuances of difference between, uh, between the, the, those two types of Ohel, that, uh, of Tumas Ohel, that, that, one, that one has. In the Chuvas Hart Sphere, Tzvi Pesach Frank was asked by a Kohen who wanted to go to Yericho by bus, and uh, it passes 
is over the base Akvaros of Harazasin. And there's a Khashash that there are Kvarim right under the bus that is going to be traveling over actual Kvarim. So you want to know if he's allowed to go. So he said, Lechora, when you're sitting in a car, the, uh, the, the bottom of the car is Mafsik between you and the Kever. Um, uh, but uh, however, he says, the car itself is Makabal Tumah if it's made out of metal. So it's not Chotz, it's Bifnei Tumah. So he says, simple thing, a simple solution you could do is take a bunch of wooden planks and put it on the floor of the car. And then the, the, the wooden planks will uh, are not makabotuma, so they'll be uh, they'll pr- they'll serve as a gag and they'll uh, they'll they'll prevent the tuma from extending upwards. He says, but uh, probably better to go in a convertible. He says, if you go in a car that has a uh, that has a roof. So the roof sometimes protrudes beyond where the wooden planks are going to be. So the tumma is going to hit the, uh, is the, the roof is going to be mahil over the, the, the tumma, and then it's going to extend to everything that's under that roof, and then it's not going to help you to have the, uh, the, wooden, the wooden planks. And he said that he heard from the Maral Diskin, the Maral Diskin uh, spoke about someone traveling on a wagon, and he said that you should take a wooden plank and, and, and attach it to the back of the wagon, and that's where the coin should sit. He says the same idea, that you just don't want to be under a roof that uh, that the roof is going to be my heel over the uh, over the mace. So uh, so that's that's what he uh, what he discusses. Um, now, uh, okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So says the Gemara, third possibility. Again, we had this machlokas tanaim, whether a person enters Eretz Ha'amim, Bishid Tevo Migdal, does he become Tamei or not? So we had two possibilities so far what the machlokas was about. Either they were arguing what in the nature of Tumas Eretz Ha'amim is, is it Mishum Avir or Mishum Gusha? Second possibility was that, no, everyone holds it's Mishum Gusha. They were just arguing whether Ol, Zark, Shmei Ol, or Lav Shmei Ol. Viva Yisema, or a third possibility is that the machlokas we explained as follows: Dukuli Alma, both Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef Rebbe Yehuda hold that the reason Chamor Gozer Tumah Eretz Hamim Mishuma Avira is all because of Avira that they were Gozer Tumah for anyone who goes into Eretz Hamim, even if he's not Mahil on the offer of Eretz Hamim, even if you go in a wagon in a box, whatever, it doesn't make a difference. Umar Savar, it's just that they argue about the following: that Rabbi Yosef Rebbe Yehuda holds. That it's unusual to travel into Eretz Amim in a box. So since it's unusual, the Rabbanan were never goes there that Tumah on someone who's traveling inside of a box. Umarsa, meaning, what were the Chacham trying to prevent? They're trying to prevent the person leaving Eretz to go into Eretz Amim. So a person, why does a person want to go to Chutzars? He wants to do business, he wants to go sightseeing, he has a, whatever he wants to go for. Uh, you can't do those things in a box. So it's not, if you're going to stay in a box the whole time. So it's not shchiach that a guy is going to go and he's just going to stay in a box all the time. It's like when they're, they're, they're uh, when, they're, when when everyone's getting off the plane, he says, "Ma, I'm just I'm just going to stay." You know, they, you get, no one wants to stay I, before the seatbelt sign is off. Half the people are uh, banging uh, you know down the door. So, uh, so he's not going to stay in a box. It's a it's milzol shchiach that a person travels in a box. Teretz amim umar savar alfakav lo shchiach goes rebe rabbanon and Rebbe holds that even though it's lo shchiach, the rabbanon still goes there that tumas. Uh, there were gozer on such a toma, so it doesn't matter whether it's shchiach or uh, or not shchiach. The Mishnah Melech has a, a, a discussion Hilchus Malva Velova, where he explains Machlokes Rabbi Yosef Yehuda that they're 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 really arguing according to this understanding of the Machlokes about the geder of the idea of milsel shchiach lagozubei rabbanan. Is it that uh, is such a is that uh, concept that the rabbanan were not gozer milsel shchiach dafka by Gedarim and Siyagim that the Chum made a Gedar, a Siyag, a fence around the Torah.
Torah, lest you come to violate uh, some uh, some din. So uh, that's when we say, but if it's not shaykh, it's not so uh, likely that you're actually going to violate the din, then they weren't choshesh. But maybe when it comes to brand new takanos that they made, to be mezaka es Yisrael, but not really takanos that are meant to protect an existing iser, just takanos to uh, to enhance Jewish life, maybe they made those takanos even by davashayin matsui. Or do we say that no, even by takanos, they only made takanos. So the question is, there's a difference between a gzeira and a takana. So milsul shricha, how meduyok is that phrase? Milsul shricha lo gazru be rabbanan? Or is it also lo tiknu barabanan? So over here, if Eretz Ha'amim is only Mitami Mishum Avir, it's not a Gezeira. If it's Mitami Mishum Gusha, it's a Gezeira, right? Because uh, the concern is that you'll actually become Tame from the Tumas Mace that's on the ground of Eretz Ha'amim. But if it's only Mishum Avira, it's not a Gezeira. There's no Cheshash of Tuma. It's just that the Chachamim wanted us to live fully Jewish lives. And we're better off living fully Jewish lives in Eretz Yisrael and not being Chutzar. So it's a Takana to enhance Jewish life. So maybe uh, such things, they did make a Gzeira on Milsad, they did make a Takana, even on Milsad Shkich. Sassan Mishnah Melch explains this third possibility. The Gemara brings a Raya to this third possibility, that there's a difference between going in a Shita Teva Migdal and, uh, and going in a Sfina, let's say. If you go in a boat, that's a Milsad Shkich, but no one goes in a box. So I guess my airplane example is a bad example, right? Because that is Milsad Shkich. That would for sure be part of the Gzeira. Fatanya, the Bryce says, Haniknas Eretz Ha'amim, Beshida Teva Migdal Tahar. Person goes in Eretz Ha'amim, and Beshida Teva Migdal, he's Tahar, because it's a Milsad Shkich. Bekarin, Besfina, Beskaria, but if he goes in a normal mode of transportation, in a wagon, in a boat, and in a scar, which is some type of very large boat, Tameh, he's Tameh, because that's a Dover Matsui, that's a very common thing. So now the Gemara says, there is a fourth and final way to explain the Machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Yusuf Rabbi Yudah about uh, entering Eretz Ha'amim in a Shidu Tevu Migdal. The Iba Yaseima could be that both Rabbi and Rabbi Yusuf Rabbi Yudah assume that Eretz Ha'amim is Mishum Gusha, and they both hold that Ol Zaruk is Shmei Oel and it's Chotzitz Bifnei So the Ol Zaruk should help you, the Bach should help you, should stop you from becoming Tameh. So why on earth would anyone say it's a problem? The the Machlokas is, do we make a Gzeira that you might stick your hands and feet outside of the vehicle, your head outside of the vehicle, and then you'll become Tameh. The according to Riyasa Revuda, we're Metameh, someone who goes in a wagon or a boat, even though there's a Chatzitza between him and the Tumah that's on the ground, because Rechoshish is going to stick his head out the window uh, of the boat, and uh, he's going to become Tameh. But if you go to Shita Teva Migdal, the Chum never made such a gzera because no one sticks their, head, their heads out of a box, out of the window of a box. Whereas Rebbe holds even in Shita Teva Migdal, the Chum Rechoshesh, that you might stick your head outside of the window, and therefore they were Metami. Shita Mugbetzes raises the question that if Rebbe is Metami, even by Shita Teva uh, Migdal, because of Chashash, that you might stick your head out, so why does it help that they were not Gozer Mishum Avira? Meaning, the, the Chum, we, we want to know whether the Chum Gozer Mishum Gush or Mishum we say there goes a mishum gush, but there's no way to protect yourself from that anyway. I Meaning the whole nafkamina was that you're able to protect yourself from mishum gusha. There's no way to protect yourself from the tuma of avira. So uh, so says very sharp. He says no. If there goes a mishum gusha and the, the and but they're they're worried that a person's going to stick his head out. So they say there's nothing you could do to protect yourself, and therefore you're going to you're not allowed to go anyway. That's only someone who's capable of sticking their head out. But let's say you have a box of 
of kalim that goes into into chutzlarts. The kalim don't move. The kalim are inanimate, so the kalim are going to be tar if it's mishum gusha. If it's mishum avira, the kalim are going to be tame because they're in the avira of time. Mishum gusha, the kalim are going to be tar. So that's what she points out would be enough kamina still between Gusha and Avira, even if you hold that we're Gozer, that everybody's going to, uh, is going to want to stick their head outside. Um, there is a discussion, you know, now we talk about sticking your head out, sticking your hands out, there's a tshuva in the Torah Lishma. If a person sticks a hand into the Beis HaKisei, but doesn't actually go into the Beis HaKisei, he wants to put the washing cup back in, so he just puts his hand inside the Beis HaKisei, does he require Nathil Sedayim? And three possibilities. Uh, he, that No, he doesn't require Nathil because he didn't go into the basic, he say that yes, he did. He does require until sedaim of both hands because as soon as any part of him goes into basic, he say he needs until sedaim, or maybe he only needs until sedaim of the hand, of that one hand that went in. So the Torah Lishma is the Ben Ishchai. The Ben Ishchai says that in our sugi we say that if you go into Eretz you're not tamei unless Rosh Hashanah go into Eretz That's the concern over here that the guy's going to stick Rosh Hashanah outside of the, uh, the, the 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 vehicle. But Bia B'Mixas is Loshma Bia, and he says so. In this case also, you stick. A hand in that's not called that you uh, that you entered Eretzam, right? That's part of the discussion about sticking your fingers in the kotel. If you hold that the Kedusha Sarabais begins on the outer surface of the kotel, so it could be that sticking your fingers in is a bia bimitzas onto the Harabais. And if you do that when you're Tame, like a Zav, like we all are, because we're all Amaratsim, we have the status of Tomaziva, maybe that's a violation of entering the Harabais. So there are many reasons why it's not, but maybe one, one possible reason why it's not a problem is this is that uh, it's only. Only, it's only your fingers. It's a mitzvah, and it's not going to count as actually entering. However, he says, maybe we could be mechalik, then Sidaim, when it comes to Beisakisei, is totally different than other uh, dinim of mitzvah, like by Tuma. Beisakisei, it's not Tuma, it's Ruach Ra. And Ruach Ra, for whatever reason, uh, has like this magnetic attachment to hands. Ruach Ra, we're always doing Sidaim, right? We're not, we're not always going to the mitzvah for Ruach Ra, you do Sidaim for Ruach Ra. So it's got something to do with the hands. It just jumps toward your hand. So if you put your hand in the base, like he say, he suggests that maybe uh, that maybe maybe we should be more machmir. Pashlus is our base, like he says. You know, there's a whole discussion on whether our base, like he says, our bathrooms really have a din base, like he say. So uh, we're machmir on most things that it does. You know, we don't say brachos in there and things like that. But like really, really, we know that it doesn't. So uh, so we're we're making uncertain things. So probably you don't need to do an atilas adayim if uh, you stick your hands, or even if you walk into a base. Like Kisei without actually uh, using the uh, the base Kisei. But uh, differences in post can you do Natil Sudayim in the base Kisei for uh, for Rabotzi or things like that? Different uh, different shitos in uh, in postkin. But uh, okay, so uh, so says the uh, the Gemara now of uh, Tanya, the Gemara brings a raya to this explanation that the reason the Chumar goes to Tuma uh, when you go in a wagon is because you might stick Rosh of Rubu outside. But Tanya, Rosh of Rubu, Migdal, Tahar. So we can be medayik that this din is only by Shida Teva Migdal, where it's not normal to stick Rosh of Rubo out of the box. And therefore, the Chum were not metame until you actually stick Rosh of Rubo out of the box. But if you go in a wagon or a boat, you'll be tame right away, because that is normal to stick Rosh of Rubo outside of the, uh, the vehicle. And if it's normal, then, uh, then you're going to be tame right away. So now we move on to the second discussion of today's daf and the discussion that takes 
takes us well into tomorrow's daf. We had said in the Mishnah that during the Yemei Sifro and Gomro of a Mitzorah, those days don't count toward the Nazirus. Meaning if a guy's a Nazir and he gets Tzaras while he's a Nazir, so the days that he's sent outside and the days that he comes back inside and he has to wait till he can go back into his house, uh, inside the Machan, he has to wait till he can go back into his house. So they're not, they don't count toward the Nazirus. As soon as he finishes the Yemei Gomro and Yemei Sifro, he restarts his count of the missing days to finish off his Nazirus. This idea that the Yemei Gomro, the Sifro, don't count toward the Nazirus is only if he was Mechabal, a 30-day Nazirus, and he became a Mitzorah. So since the Kohen was Megaleach at the, was Megaleach him at the end of Yemei Gomro and at the end of Yemei Sifro, it turns out that on day 30, of, from the beginning of his Nazirus, he won't have 30 days of hair growth. There won't be anything to be Megaleach Mishum the Nazirus because he was just Megaleach Mishum the Tzaras. Avul the Nazirus Merubah, but if he was, uh, was Mechabel, a long Nazirus, that even after the Tiglachas of the Tzaras, he's going to have more than 30 days left in his Nazirus. So then Mr. Gnami then they count toward the, the, the days of his Tzaras, count toward his Nazirus as well because he'll have the 30 days of hair growth. So asks Rav Shravya on Rav Chista, Maskev Rav Shravya, we learned that a Nazir that becomes uh, Mitzorah during his Nazirus. Maschil umona miyad. After his Tara, he starts counting. It just doesn't ruin the days that he had counted previously, but he, he has to pick up the count again. So, what type of Nazirus are we talking about? If the whole Nazirus was only 30 days, he has to restart because he needs Gidel Sayer of 30 days. So, for sure, you're not going to say that he's just. That, that we put a pause and wherever he was up to he picks up from where he left off you can't say that when the whole Nazirus is 30 days for sure he's going to have to restart the entire the entire counting so El Olav bin Nazirus Meruba must be that we're talking about that he was Mechabel and Nazirus Meruba that even after he's Mechaleach Mishum the Tzara'as he's going to have 30 days left until the conclusion of the Nazirus Katani Maschil Monomiyad and nevertheless it says that right after Yemei Sifro he begins to count the Nazirus again again, whatever Nazirus is left. So that makes it sound like the Yemei Sifro didn't count. He had to pause it. So how can you tell me that when it's in Nazirus Maruba, even the days that he is a Mitzorah count toward the Nazirus? No, the Mishnah said that there's a, some case where you hit pause and then you pick up again afterwards. It can't be on Nazirus Muetas. It must be on Nazirus Maruba. And you see that you, that you have to hit pause, even on Nazirus Maruba. So that's, uh, the Rabbeinu Peretz adds that, that, that the Diak is from Lashon of of Umona, that if the Yemei Sifra were Ola to the Minyan Yemei Nazirus, like Rav Chista said, it should have said Umashlim, not Umona. Well, either way, whatever the Raya is, it seems pretty clear that uh, there was a pause over here, that it wasn't that we weren't just continuing the count of the Nazirus. So, uh, so who most of love who Rav Shavia, who's the one that asked this Kasha on Rav Chista, is also Miyashev, uh, the and answers the Kasha. He says the, Nazir, the, the Mishnah is speaking about the Nazirus Bas Chamishim Yom. A person is Makabal Nazirus for 50 days. Tulsa points out love Dach for 50 days. It just means that uh, there are more than 30 days remaining in his Nazirus. So uh, when we say, when Rav Chista said Nazirus Muetas, he means what remains is a Nazirus Muetas from the time that he became a Mitzorah until the end of his Nazirus. Uh, so the so he had a 50 day Nazirus and he already observed 20 days of it. And then he got Tzara'as, Megaleach Tzara'atos, so then 
then he's going to have to go through the Saras process, which includes a Giluach, and then he has 30 more days of his Nazirus. Uh, but it's not going to discount the days that he already observed of the Nazirus prior to having Saras. Because in the end of the day, he will have 30 days of Gidl Seir. So it's not going to be so sir the days prior to him having Saras, but it also won't count the Yemet Sarato, or not going to count toward his Nazirus, because he has to be Megadal Seir for at least 30 days. Uh, that's the sheer Pera. And if you count it, it's not, he's not going to have 30 days of Pera. But if, let's say, a person was Makabal in Nazirus Maruba, like really long Nazirus, where even if you count uh, the, uh, the days of the Tsaras, he'll still have more than 30 days uh, left, then even the days of the Tsaras will be Allah l'chashmin. So essentially three cases. If the entire Nazirus was 30 days, then there's no doubt, none of the, he's going to have to restart again. He's going to have to restart the 30 days when it's all over. If on the other extreme he had a 100-day uh, Nazirus and his uh, Tsaras was, uh, was had and solved and purified and everything done, well, you know, 50 days into it, so, he, so then the, all those 50 days count, he's got 50 more days left. But if it was a Nazirus where, uh, where there would have been, there are 30 days remaining to his Nazirus that were not yet observed. Let's say it was a 50-day Nazirus. He observed 20 days in the Nazirus. Then he became a Mitzorah. So then we put it on pause. The days that he goes through his Tzara's process doesn't count toward the Nazirus, but it's, uh, it's not so, sir, what he had counted previously. And as soon as he finishes with that, he does his final 30 days of the, uh, of the Nazirus. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up with Massive Rami Barchadah. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.